Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. That is me. It is. It's always you. It is. <laughs> and today, we are discussing the Netflix original series called Surviving Death. Yes. Uh, three, six episodes, about an hour, 40, 45 minutes to an hour each, I would yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't see them doing a season two with this one. Um, no, they kind but, of covered, unless they just wanted to expand on the topics, but they yeah, kind of covered yeah. like the main points of the life-death right, yeah. difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you haven't seen it, absolutely go and watch it. But um, it's generally each of the six episodes is about, well, two of them are about the same topic, but the other, the, there's five different topics that are discussed and all about people who've had different near-death experiences or signs from the dead seeing dead people kind of like the idea kind of like dealing with the idea of what comes after the physical body dies yes and all the different like theories and and thoughts behind it yeah um what did you what did you think yeah so i really enjoyed this i thought it was cool that they did not only sort of anecdotal things. Um, So they had people who have had these experiences come and talk. But they also touched on the side of like scientists and um, critical thinkers who are like actively doing experiments and attempting to see if there's a way to find evidence and proof of this. So it's kind of cool that they went into both sides and it's not just like, here's a bunch of stories. Um, Right. And I thought that was really intriguing. And it's like, I, I don't think anything that was presented in any of the episodes was something that was completely new or surprising to me in terms of like these concepts or what you've heard about them, but it was still interesting to have them all sort of focused in one place and and elaborated on. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I, I absolutely loved it. Like I thought it was, it was very well done. And like you said, like elaborating on them, showing both sides, they talked a lot about, especially with the mediums, um, the idea that like, this could be faked, you know, like mm-hmm. we like they acknowledge that not necessarily like the, obviously the people who they're interviewing on there, they, the show at least believes to be, you know, authentic mediums, but yeah. they talk about how it's is easy to, to fake this and there's money to be made in faking this. So it can be, you know, difficult to tell if what, you know, you're, you're finding out from your, your medium or your psychic is authentic, because especially with the internet, you know, with Facebook, yeah. you know, if they know who's coming ahead of time, it's very easy to like look up information and mm-hmm. make it seem like they're saying things that they shouldn't know. Yeah. Um, so I like the fact that they kind of touched on that too. And just like being aware of the, you know, what you're looking at and, you know, the kind of looking at it critically and, you know, fact checking things. Yeah. <laughs> And it's true, as you say, like, especially for the mediumship stuff, it's, yeah, I can imagine like back in the 19th century, when a lot of stuff of this stuff was like in its heyday, um, even more so than now, uh, it was, yeah, it was a lot more difficult to, I guess it was a lot easier to to tell if the person giving you the reading was accurate and, and, and actually was connecting and channeling spirits because I imagine it must have been much, much more difficult to like get information on random people unless right. <laughs> you had like a PI <laughs> follow them around. But right. Yeah. Yeah. Mediums. Have you had, let's talk about the mediums episodes first. Okay. Yeah. This was the one that was the two, the two parter. Yeah. The two parter. Um, so what is your, 
first of all, have you ever had any experience with mediums? And secondly, what do you do you th believe it to be tr possibly true? I I have not ever seen a medium or a psychic. Uh -huh. um, it's something that I would be interested in doing. It's a, it's not. I've just never had the opportunity to do it, or you know, the time, or yeah. yeah. It's not because I didn't want to go. It just never <laughs> kind of happened yeah. yet. But maybe it will someday. I'm not convinced that a lot of people who claim to be psychic or who claim to be mediums are authentic but yeah. i do believe there is a very small percentage of them who are yeah. and it can be very hard i'm sure to know <laughs> who is who is actually you know truly an authentic medium or, or an authentic psychic and and who is not um and i think that's like but I, I don't think that it would be as popular as it is if there wasn't some truth to it you know that there wasn't some a few yeah. individuals who could do this because it's been documented like the ideas of being able to do it for you know thousands of years like yeah. this like not something that was just created in 1970 or something <laughs> like right. people have believed that they can do this for, for thousands of years so there must be some truth to it somewhere <laughs> yeah i agree i <clears throat> i think that I, I think I'm on the same page as you. I think that there are a small number of people who are who do have the ability to do that. Um, but I, I can see the other aspect of like the reason that it's so popular is because there's so many people who, you know, and we saw this in the in this in the series as well, like people who have had traumatic losses or people yeah. who are desperate for connection to the point that, you know, even if even if it is someone who's giving them those the sort of vague details, like someone with a J, which is like the most right. common letter for male names. And like, you know, kind of pointing out these things, like I think that some people crave that comfort in knowing that their loved one is still with them, that right. they kind of are easily susceptible to being tricked. Um, right. That's yeah. why I, I thought the, the most compelling ones in this, in the series that were presented to me was really the woman Laura Lynn Jackson or Johnson or something, which is the yeah. one who seemed to know like my so details that were so minute and specific that it seemed impossible for her to have been able to look them up. Like that the woman kept a charm in her purse that right. had it on her that like, wasn't, was she the one who knew the guy's code word as well that he'd I asked his so. loved one to trans transmit. So it's kind of like, I think that there are some people who are there that, that do it, but I, I, I do agree with you that I think a lot of people are in it for sort of money. And I don't know that there's much money to be made doing that, but I don't know because I know that my mother has seen psychics a lot. Um, <laughs> she's always been into mediums and stuff. And, you know, I think she falls to some extent into that category herself based on some of the sort of experiences and, and sort of, premonitions and things like that that she's experienced in life but not as much as like someone who's you know doing it on a professional level I suppose but um so I've sort of been around that notion and I've been to like you know there's a place close to where we grew up called Lilydale New York and yeah. it's essentially like a psychic village and I've been there and been in like the big meeting hall when people are doing like those large people psychic readings and like pulling people out of the crowd and stuff like that which those yeah. ones I feel like less, those to me seem the less, the, the least convincing because yeah. if you have a room of 70 people, what you're saying is going to hit someone. 
right? Like if you say, is there anybody in here who knows someone who's died with, you know, a name is starting with the letter M. <laughs> yes, somebody in that room does. <laughs> right. And if it's not like the person on your left and you mention a detail that doesn't correspond to them, someone on your right is going to be like, oh, that must be me. Right. You know, yeah. and it's like, yeah, well. But if it's the one-on-one -on -one stuff, I, I find that more compelling. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, what was I going to say? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just going to elaborate more on the, on mediums. Well, um, oh, yeah. No, go ahead. As I was say to talk, maybe this will, maybe this is where you're going, but another reason like for me personally, that mediumship and like mediums is not something that I've sought out is that although I've had people pass in my life, like great uncles and great aunts and great grandparents and all of that, um, I don't feel that I've had like such a close connection to any of them that I'm like attempting to reach them beyond the veil, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I think that's the main driving factor for people, but I don't think that I've had that sort of closeness with someone that I'm longing for, for that connection. Cause most right. of the people I would long for that for are still alive. So I don't need yeah. to see a medium for that. Yeah, I'm I'm fortunately in that position as well, where I haven't lost anybody, you know, extremely close to me. I know it sounds silly to say, well, like, well, I've lost pets, but I, I have yeah. lost. Pets. There there was mourning periods for, for pets for me as well. But mm -hmm. <laughs> probably my pets are the things that that I, I was the closest to that have died. Yeah. <laughs> the people that I've known who have died were I've not been very close with them. Um, but Anyways, what I was going to say about the mediums um, and the idea that like a lot of them, like they're probably not in it to make money because there's not really that much money to be made. I think that there's a lot of people who have like, I don't know, very weak powers yeah. maybe or like like they see something or hear something, you know, once or twice. And so they think that they have this power that they can control, but yeah. like in reality they can't. So like when people come to them looking for like information about their loved one, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, that that person's loved one is going to be there or reach out to this medium. You know, it's something that's outside of their control. So they seem, yeah. you know, less authentic or, or they maybe just, they're not that they're not authentic. It's just that they can't do as much as, they like to think they can maybe <laughs> yeah i also it's kind of interesting for us to like assume that spirits or if your soul has passed into a you know into another realm or whatever that right. you're just gonna have all the time in the world to be like picking up phone calls from psychics <laughs> to be like oh sorry <laughs> let me put my life my new life on hold to go talk to my dead or my alive son or whatever right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know we like to think that our loved ones stay around and, you know, watch us and all, but maybe, you know, what comes after this is much better and they're not yeah. just hanging around to watch us grow up. Well, and frankly, there are some situations for which I hope my, you know, dead loved ones are not watching me because talk about <laughs> weird. Don't stay in the room all the time, please. I don't want to be met by someone in the afterlife to be like, ha, saw what you did. Ha ha. I'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> Bye. I've been watching you every minute of your life. <laughs> like, how creepy. That's why it kind of reminds me of, um, have you seen or read uh, The Lovely Bones? Yes, and yeah. yes. Both. <laughs> yes, and yes. That's kind of something that I, 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 I find compelling, where, like, there was a point where 
she had still had an attachment. I can't remember the girl's name, but the main character had an attachment to, she really wanted to like make sure her mother was okay and her father and like all these people were okay and her sister. Yeah. Um, and then like it reaches a point where she ex- essentially like accepts death and passes on fully to the other yeah. world. So, you know, I can, I would hope that it's something like that where like, if if we are even temporarily, you know, if you believe in the ideas of reincarnation and stuff, if your soul right. is sort of around, I would hope that it's not just constantly stuck to you. That'd be too yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about um, near death experiences. Okay. Like the idea of like what people who have died and came back to life have you know reported seeing basically because i think that the near-death experiences episode was my favorite one like i thought that the experience while they're obviously impossible to authenticate in any way they also seemed the most authentic because like the one woman especially she was dead for 30 minutes like there's absolutely no way that she should have come back to life (laughs) like scientifically but she did right Um, and i thought that was just like awesome (laughs) yeah yeah and it's something i mean yeah there's something to the fact that although each person seems to have small differences in terms of their experience there's a lot of shared things like being able to see above yourself and in the room where you are or feeling the like warmth and welcoming embrace of whatever it may be, you know, X or seeing like a a lit up like tunnel or passageway, you know, heading somewhere kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Like no sense of like time or space. Um, Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of the experiences seem to have overlapping thoughts. And I think, so this is like my personal thought on it, is that like once we are no longer in this body anymore, we don't experience the world around us the same. So like in a near-death experience, your your soul, let's say, let's call it your energy, your life force, leaves, leaves the body and experiences existence yeah. <laughs> in, in whatever way you know that that a soul independent from a body would experience it and then when it comes back into the body our human brain has to like interpret like what on earth just happened yeah and, and so then you get these overlapping oh tunnel passageway you know warm lights you know like these this is because it's the only way our brain can kind of like spit it back out and make <laughs> it make sense <laughs> right <laughs> That's my personal thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think there's something to that. And and I think also, I mean, to be greeted by whether it be like a loved one, like the one guy uh, yeah. was by, greeted by his father, even though they didn't have really a really close relationship before he died. And I, I think there's something that's comforting in that, certainly. Yeah. Um, you know, to be greeted. You don't, you don't really very... I don't, none of the experiences on the show were of people who had a near-death experience and who saw no one. You know, everybody saw something, even if it, they weren't, you know, forms that they were familiar with or, yeah. you know, didn't remember who they were afterwards. How, you know, there's, there was always somebody there kind of, like, awaiting a presence for them, mm-hmm. um, which is comforting. And if you believe in reincarnation, you know, the, the, the life, the, the souls waiting for you could be people you knew in other lives too, not just necessarily this one. That is true. That is true. 
That, yeah, speaking of other lives, like, the reincarnation episode was probably my favorite of the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, just because it's so, that's, I think if I were to see a psychic at, in the near future, I think that would be the only thing that I would be interested in, but that's also something that's basically unprovable, you know? Right, like you can't, they could say anything. <laughs> yeah, because I, I really, I am very much of the of the thought that we, that reincarnation is is a thing, and oh, that, yeah. you know, souls are, are sort of cycled through, um, you know, whether it be like the sort of idea that you need to have all these different experiences in order to reach like Nirvana or whatever. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I think it's 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 an interesting idea. Um, and, you know, some of the examples in the series where we had the young kid um, again, all, everyone's name is slipping my mind, but um, the young kid who um, was you know, five for five on all the photos of people he knew and the places he'd been and, like, knew their names. And the same with the kid who, like, we saw as a teenager who doesn't really remember much of the things that he said. It's, like, you know, it's... There's something to that. And the fact that, like, it is around, like, whatever, age five to seven or whatever, when you lose your childhood memories, that you would lose that as well because you're sort of, like... Maybe that's (laughs) the point in life where, like, you lose your you know, your soul's kind of like, it's time to live this life, you yeah. know? It's and I think that also, um, I think that people who can remember past lives, I mean, there, there certainly seems to be a very small number of them compared to the number of people who are alive. Most people don't report, you yeah. know, remembering past lives of any sort as a child. And I think that that's probably because you're, the people who can remember them are ones who have lived a, another life recently. I think that a lot of times mm. we end up with like hundreds of, of human years in between life cycles. So if it's been a long time, you won't have those memories. Or if you do, they're so removed from the world that you're living in at that point that you don't realize it's something you had, you know, just lived kind of thing. Yeah. So you don't like, you don't remember them for that reason. Yeah. That would make sense. I mean, as much I as definitely any of believe sense. reincarnation. <laughs> yeah. But I also believe in like life other places within the universe and I believe that we can live not we're not just limited to this one planet. <laughs> yeah. And maybe maybe to some extent this kind of reminds me of um, <clears throat> there's a film with Robin Williams and I forget who the woman was but called What Dreams May Come. Have you seen that? Mm, I have not. No. It's very good. Um and essentially he goes to his afterlife. It's kind of the idea of like to me at least it was sort of it touches on the idea of, I think, let me remember back to my teenage years. I think it's summer, <laughs> Summerland is, Summerland or Summerland, or, I think is like the general term that's used for like the afterlife as understood by, in, through Wicca, um, okay. which is essentially that every person has their own version. And like, oh. you can travel to others, but like you have a home version of like what your heaven looks like or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what the film talks about. And at, at some point they make a decision where it's either they can either stay in their in their afterlife or they can choose to be reborn um and so that's something that would be kind of interesting as well like maybe that's how it is maybe if you feel like you've lived enough you're ready to just remain you're, <laughs> you're gonna retire <laughs> from from human existence but yeah. it's kind of interesting and it's like another yeah. thing where we don't know, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's 
the point. Like yeah. we're, we're never, as humans, we're never going to know for sure what it comes after this. Our brains are not capable yeah. of understanding it. <laughs> yeah. And so we create a lot of different stories and religions trying to explain like, well, what it could be, but they're all wrong, but they're yeah. also all right in a way. In because a way. It's trying to explain this feeling that we all kind of have <laughs> right and that's the cool thing about the near-death experience episode too is that like all of the people pretty much who were talking were like after that experience i am not afraid of death yeah you know because i feel like as humans we have this innate fear of death and the right. unknown but once you've experienced it of course you're not going to be afraid of it anymore so you're like yeah right. whatever yeah i know what's and, and, gonna happen when i die and, and all of them like they don't like, even though they should have been afraid, like in the moments when they were about to die, they weren't, you know, like, yeah. like she said, going over this waterfall and she didn't feel any fear or worry. Like it was just like almost as though she knew like what was going to happen and that it was going to be okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is comforting, you know, to, for people who have died to be like, well, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> true. Um, it's, it's encouraging <laughs> and yeah like i think that just learning and like about other people's experiences can help if you have like a fear of death you know which i think pretty much everybody does to some extent you know the yeah. fear of the unknown of what's what comes beyond but just i think knowing that there is something yeah that this isn't it is comforting <laughs> yeah and as you said that's basically the reason religions exist Right. Yes. <laughs> Explain what could what 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 is coming. <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm very much of the camp that like you could just focus on being a good person regardless of you know oh, your ticket yeah. into the afterlife, but sure. I think that religion started with like wanting to explain this feeling that you just kind of have inside of you of like there there is more than this, but then. Once they become popular and start to take hold, people start, you know, manipulating them and using them to control people and populations. Yeah. But, you know, and and they're just the theories anyways to begin with, you know. You can't know what comes after this. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. But, yeah, I'm very, very spiritual and very against organized religion. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so near death experiences and I think seeing dead people were, that was probably my second favorite okay. and kind of for the same reason, because it talks a lot about people who are approaching death, people who are, you know, old or sick or whatever, and who are about to die, start seeing people from their past life kind of like coming back yeah. and just the idea that there are there is energies or souls or life forces that are that are waiting for us even if we don't know who they are you know they're there to help you kind of like cross over yeah. and people who've had near-death experiences have kind of seen them in that after death point <laughs> like right. waiting for them there and then some people even see them right before they die which is cool true <laughs> yeah i think i in terms of the sort of seeing dead people one and I think they kind of touch on this. Um, I, yeah, because they mentioned like haunting or place memory. I kind of agree with that idea too, that like, you know, when you see those sort of ghostly sights and, and people, maybe people report seeing the exact same sequence of events occur in a haunt, yeah. in a quote haunted area. I, I would like to believe that 
that is not actually the someone who has died who is still there like a spirit but rather like a negative imprint that happens to have been left behind whether that be because of strong emotion or like you know whatever Um, that's yeah that's that's kind of my thoughts on on what they are too on like what ghosts are or anything that's dark like kind of like a haunted kind of thing you know it's not actually a soul it's something or someone's negative kind of imprint or energy that gets left behind and manifests in ways that our brain interprets to be human. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I think it's like, I think we've all also had that experience where you walk into a certain place and you just like get like a bad vibe from it, you know? And I feel like that's us sort of touching into those energies, but not necessarily yeah. communing with the spirit to any extent. Right. And I think there are just people who are more sensitive to that, too. So if people who are more sensitive to that step into a haunted building, they would be more likely to see something, you know, some sort of like form manifest as well. Um, So that's why, you know, people have different experiences in these places, I think. I'm not sure that them setting up recorders was actually recording anything. They just wanted it to seem that way. Yeah. They were looking for it to be saying something kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like that was oddly successful, too, because <laughs> I feel like most of the time, I mean, I don't know, I've never been a paranormal investigator, but I feel, feel like most of the time you probably just get nothing, um, and yeah. then you just have to deal with that. But also, it's kind of funny to me to think that, you know, say, for example, a, a spirit had come back to visit them. Um, I just like how the, there's also this assumption, and this is funnily enough, like, I feel like something that is brought up in like D and D when you try to like talk with the dead, it's like you as people seem to have this assumption that the dead can't like lie to you or spread misinformation to you. But it's oh. like, imagine if there's just like a spirit who was like popping around and heard like, you know, the investigators calling and then they're like, who is it? And he's like, you know, I don't know. Let me just make something up. I'm Aaron right. Burr. And it's like, oh, yeah. it must be him. And it's like, <laughs> you, and then like, you know, the ghost is just laughing because yeah. it's not. Um, right. But like, why would Aaron Burr be like hanging out still? I don't know. Right. That's like, that's my, like, why would any soul just choose to like hang around here afterwards? You know? And like, and I just, I don't even feel like that would be a real possibility that you could just hang out forever if you want. I mean, who knows? Who I knows? don't know these things. Yeah. <laughs> It could be it could be like Bly Manor and cause a void that people get sucked into. (laughs) I think that there there is far more that we don't know and don't understand about this universe than that we do know. Yeah. So who knows? It's totally possible. That's the thing. And with with the technology we have now, it's it's scientifically unmeasurable. So like exactly. Yeah. Hard to say. We'll know after after we die. Then we'll. Then we'll remember everything that we've all, all, you know, known from our whole existence. So then right. we'll, then we'll know. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that'd be very interesting. Yeah. But. Um, which one haven't we talked about yet? Just the signs. signs. from the dead. Yeah. yeah. This one. So this one, I think, was the least interesting to me because... Yeah. So this is something also that I've heard like my mother and grandmother talk about a lot, like especially the coin thing, which is apparently like, you know, spirits are dropping coins left and right. Right. Um, (laughs) 
but I think all their that, pocket change falls out after you. Die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just like you know get a whole satchel of change and you are free to drop it wherever you want yeah. when you're dead. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think like maybe there's something to that as well, but I I do agree, and I think this was touched on in the episode. Um, you know, someone at one point said human beings are extremely efficient at meaning making. And yeah. I, I do agree that, like, if you're if you're looking for signs, you will see them. Yes. And that's kind of touches onto like, my, my reaction and feelings towards, like, horoscopes as well. Like, you know, if you, even if, like, 75% of it has nothing to do with you, if there's one line in your horoscope that is yeah. applicable to your life, you're like, oh, my God, how did they know? You know, and it's <laughs> like, you know, everything's bound, something's all of the things that happen are sort of bound to happen. It's just like, do you start recognizing them after you're, you're like, when do you start looking for them is the thing. Right. And yeah. it reminds me too of like language learning, oddly enough, because when you learn, or even, you know, in your native language, when you like learn a new word and then suddenly you're hearing that word everywhere and you're like, God, I've never heard this yeah. word before. And suddenly everyone is saying it. It's like, nope, they've <laughs> always been saying it, but you just haven't noticed because it wasn't brought to right. your attention, you know? Right. So that's kind of my opinion on that for the most part. Yeah, I I think that it's similar with like mediums. I think that there is, you know, incredibly rare circumstances or situations where maybe maybe it is legit kind of yeah. thing. You know, this is hard to argue with. And I think that they they kind of presented one in in the show with the cardinal um yeah the two daughters of a mother um who who passes away had asked their mother to send them a cardinal after she you know made it to heaven or whatever so that they knew she was safe and they lived someplace that didn't have cardinals that lived there naturally and on the day of her memorial service a cardinal like flew into their window and then refused to leave it just like kept sitting on them (laughs) so like and they had told their mother like when she was alive to send the cardinal kind of thing so that was just like okay there's not a whole like you're not looking for even if you are looking for a cardinal that's such you know an outlandish situation almost almost believable you know (laughs) yeah no i think i agree that there must be some situations in which you know maybe your spirit from wherever can manipulate certain things and and cause them to happen but yeah i think the majority of it is sort of you know we're looking for it to be there so it is (laughs) and i kind of in that way even though oh my god she like had me in tears but that mother who lost her son to like the camping accident or whatever um who was just like red-eyed through the entire interview and stuff um she you know talked about like going to or was that her or was it the other one I can't remember. Someone like went somewhere and then like, no, it might have been the other mother who lost her daughter. But anyway, someone lost someone. And, you know, they were at the airport and there was just like a pile of change. And they're like, you know, oh, you know, they were they they wanted it to be a sign. So they looked through it all to see like if the one that they had been looking for was there and it wasn't. And it's like, you know, that's a good example of like if you're not as specific or like if you don't have specific images in mind and just like yes my my family member leaves me change like you're gonna see change always you know like i see it on the streets in your like are people are spirits leaving me change on the streets of new york city and i'm just ignoring it maybe (laughs) but it's like uh or i guess i don't know if i've ever said where i live but oops um and i think (laughs) (laughs) it's okay it's a pretty place (laughs) 
Um, and I think that like people who try to like tell their loved one after they've died, like send me, you know, a penny with your birth year on her, which is kind of like what this mother was trying to do was to like communicate to her son to send her this penny. I'm sure she eventually found one with his birth year on it. So, um, but like, I, like, why do we think that, souls are there just like waiting for messages from us like waiting for us to tell them like what to do kind of thing you know that's that's our mind thinking you know that we're somehow more important in this situation you know they're just hanging out waiting to see what our what our wishes are kind of thing like i just don't buy that (laughs) yeah i also don't buy that as well i mean i feel like yeah i feel like maybe who knows maybe there's some way to tether you know, to find, to, to reinforce that connection. And like, you know, when you're about to see a psychic, maybe you're like sitting on, you know, the emotions are so in the forefront of your being that there is a sort of beacon that calls to your loved one or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that if that, if it is possible, that's, that's where it's happening is like when you are kind of like in a deep, almost meditative, like state of like, your emotions and and trying to like send energy out into the universe if it's at all possible to you know communicate or right. manipulate it that's that's where it's possible it's mm-hmm. not just like sitting in a conference room being like <laughs> johnny send me a penny <laughs> yeah yeah and it's but, tough like i don't know it is it is it is heartbreaking in a way because I under, again, like we haven't been in a position where we lost, lost like a really close loved one, but like I can imagine that, especially if it was a very abrupt, you know, the death of a child or, or something like that. Yeah. Like, of course, you're going to want them to still be around you, you yeah. know? But yeah. I don't know. It's also like, is there a point where you need to accept think- their death and be, I don't know. Yeah. And I, th- I think that a lot of this, the, the search for proof is because people don't quite believe it. You know, like they don't quite believe that there is anything, but they want there to be something so badly so that their loved one is okay. And is, you know, wherever this, this afterlife is kind of thing. So they, they search desperately for signs that, that, you know, that there is some sort of, that there's something more, you know, they want that proof, that validity of it. They're not able to just like believe it and accept it kind of thing without proof. Yeah. True. Okay. You are still there. (laughs) (laughs) Deep in thought. (laughs) Just deep in thought. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So. I think that there's, there's some truth in all five topics that they discussed. And I think that, yeah, they're all based in truth somewhere and we probably just can't understand it as yeah. humans <laughs> but yeah. we will someday or will we i don't know tbd <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, I think that's... do you have any good quotes um sure yeah um so the first quote that i wrote down is death is just the physical loss um i I wrote this one down because it was serious but also just a little bit funny Um, dying is traumatic yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that makes sense (laughs) no matter how it happens i suppose it is (laughs) (laughs) fair um i liked the guy who said 
all science starts as anecdotes, which oh. is true. And then maybe you can prove them one day. I am. Um, I like beauty comes of all things. Yeah, that was a good one. That was one of my alt quotes to mention, but <laughs> you got it. Uh, I, re- I already said this one, but I had human beings are extremely efficient at meaning making, which I believe yeah. to be true. Um, I have, there are things that science can't test, but that doesn't mean they don't happen. Ooh, that's nice. Um, I guess I haven't have any more. That's it for me. <laughs> well, I have several more. Please do. Um, all right. I think it's incredibly short-sighted to give into this notion that we can only believe what we can see. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, for the believer, proof is not necessary. For the skeptic, no proof is possible. True. Yeah. And I have, doctors are comfortable with questions of the brain, but not of questions of the mind. Yeah. Which like the idea that the brain and the mind are separate. Yeah. And then I have a really long quote. Okay. <laughs> it's like five sentences long. Damn. <clears throat> and it's said by the healing medium Libby. Okay. Who's discussed in, in the medium episodes. Um, I don't try to convert people because I know that people need to find this in their own time and space. There'll be a point in their lives when they need something. And that's often when the spirit world will step in and help them to understand what's going on around them. Mm. And that like that one just kind of really resonated with me because of like my whole journey with yoga and how that started. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, I do like that. Yeah. That that's all my quotes. Yeah. That's something that I'm glad that they opened up to as well or, or spoke about is the idea. Uh, and I don't know. Well, I guess they did do it through channeling a spirit. I kind of like the idea. I guess we talked about this too in another episode, but the idea of like being able to sort of, how do I want to say, redirect energies or use some sort of like, I don't know, spirit magic to like <laughs> help heal people is something yeah. that I find interesting and compelling too. Cause I feel like that's something also that's been around for a long time. Yeah, it is. So I think it's... that like throughout like his, like history, you know, thousands of years ago, like healing, um, like almost meditation rituals, you know, like where you would yeah. just meditate for hours and you in groups of people who would all just kind of like, focus on the energy, you know, around them and try to like direct it at the person who needed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that if, there, if it's possible, that would certainly be the way to do it, you know, that, yeah. that it would happen in like that kind of meditative state. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> which like, the medium sort of is, she goes into like a trance. Yeah. And I think in a way it's kind of like, you know, <clears throat> one of the most common things for like religious folks or even like marginally you know, um, culture, culturally religious folks to say when someone isn't doing well or something bad happens is like sending prayers. Yeah, and, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. And like, you know, I've heard some people who are not religious be like, you know, sending you good vibes or like energy. Yeah. And I think there is something to that where like you can sort of, you know, spread. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with spreading. And this is a yoga thing too, you know, like spreading out the yeah. love and the goodness. and. Yeah releasing it into the ether like i don't know if it reaches anyone but 
I think that every once in a while it does, you know, like every once in a while, whoever is, is praying or meditating or sending the good vibes does it in a way that like causes a ripple that, you know, travels across to the person they're thinking about. That's yeah. when miracles happen, I suppose. <laughs> oh, look at you. Philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> then we say there's, you know, miracles from God, but you know, that's just one way of looking at it. <laughs> Maybe something else you just can't explain it true you never know <clears throat> but anyway yeah. <laughs> we don't need to get too deep in this but yeah so that's pretty much surviving death though you know yeah i so. definitely would recommend it especially i think if you're somebody who wants to open up their mind to the idea that this isn't it, you know, you know, there, maybe there is more than just this life. I'm someone who isn't, you know, I don't believe that you have to believe in anything in particular. You can believe in nothing at all. I don't think that affects like what happens to you after you die in any way. Um, But I think that sometimes there's comfort in exploring what does come after this, the possibilities. Yeah. As long as you don't become obsessive, then. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> start getting all preachy. <laughs> yeah, preaching is not the way to go. But, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I definitely would recommend. I already told my mother that she should watch it. Um, yeah, she would like it. Yeah. <laughs> so my dad would hate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was, yeah, I, I guess as a last thing, that was kind of an interesting thing, too, is that they talked about, you know, one of the kids who was having these sort of whether it be visions or memories of his past life, like his father was very adamantly against it because he was like the son of a preacher and, you know, not resurrection. That's a thing apparently in in Christianity, but (laughs) rebirth, um, (laughs) reincarnation. You come back to life, but you can't come back to life with somebody else. (laughs) Right. Reincarnation is apparently a big Um, (laughs) no-no. So uh, it was interesting to see that kind of point of view too. But, But the fact that like the things his son said were so accurate that it sort of shifted right. even his thoughts and on that particular aspect but yeah anyway that's where i'll end i don't know what the point of that was but um <laughs> uh but yeah so um thanks for listening everyone if you want to let us know what you thought about surviving death or if you want to share with us your experiences whether they you know know, surviving death (laughs) about surviving death or maybe you've you consider yourself a media i don't know it could be interesting but um feel free to let us know you can do that on twitter with very few characters at nno podcast (laughs) (laughs) or you can send us a much more in-depth lengthy email about it to navigating netflix originals at (laughs) gmail.com indeed and so uh next time uh there are a couple things that we're thinking about potentially watching including uh, a new film and a new series a season two of the series so um yeah you'll find out what we choose next time (laughs) so will we (laughs) so will we yes (laughs) all righty all right thanks everyone Bye. bye